Hi, and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. You can also find a link there to my other podcast that covers films of the 1980s. You can search for that as well as all of my written reviews of those 1980s films and really all eras of film there at that website, Quipster.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at a romantic comedy out there in theaters called Long Shot. And when you realize that this is a romantic comedy that stars Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, you will say, well, that's a long shot in and of itself. O'Shea Jackson Jr., June Diane Raphael, Ravi Patel, Bob Odenkirk, and Andy Serkis get supporting roles, along with Alexander Skarsgård. It's an R-rated film. It does have strong sexual content, language throughout, and some drug use. The runtime is two hours and five minutes surprising length there. Jonathan Levine is the director. Dan Sterling and Liz Hanna get credit for the screenplay. Now, when you think about romantic comedies, one of the more tired cliches among the post-Judd Apatow raunchy romantic comedies is this trope of the schlubby geek, the schlubby geek that always seems to be having beautiful girlfriends, most of them completely unrealistic in the manner or rationale as to how such a thing would happen. You would think this is an idea that's acknowledged by Longshot. They show the progression of how a jobless and schlubby misfit could have a chance with a beautiful and intelligent and a strong woman who's not only currently working as the American Secretary of State, but who is also a strong contender to be president of the United States. Balderdash, most would think, I'll be damned though, if it doesn't make such an outrageous mismatch actually plausible to consider in this fantasy that's just enough on the side of believability to stick all of the landings that it should for a successful romantic comedy. That schlub here I'm talking about is named Fred Flarsky, played by, of course, Seth Rogen. He's an established left-wing journalist who's uncompromisingly progressive Brooklyn-based online news site has found itself being taken over by a right-wing corporatist that he refuses to kowtow to. Due to Fred's deep-seated principles, he quits immediately, but he's bummed out having to start over again, not knowing what to do. His best friend Lance, played by O'Shea Jackson, takes him out to blow off some steam and forget his troubles for a while with this performance from boys to men at this swank charity fundraising party. While Fred is there, he ends up running into that Secretary of State for the United States, Charlotte Field, played by, of course, Charlize Theron, who actually he just happens to have once known when they were young. She was the older girl next door. He used to babysit him, and he's had kind of a crush on her ever since. The two end up catching up that evening, and it just so happens that she's actually looking for a writer to punch up her speeches with some wit and some humor. And with him needing a job, it's kind of impossible to say no. Fred happens to be a refreshing change of pace to Field, who really has not been able to enjoy herself for a very long time. But with presidential aspirations on her horizon, the gossipy public and media is not likely going to accept such a mismatch should she end up pursuing Flarsky romantically. That's the basic setup. So much more to the story than that. Although much of Longshot looks like a setup for certain disaster, it does maintain a very good sense of tone and snarky banter throughout. It has a flirtatious romantic air that does capitalize from this unlikely chemistry between Theron and Rogan, and that makes them feel like two people who could find enjoyment in each other's company, enough to lay down this foundation that something might 
perhaps develop if she didn't have this very public career or aspirations to concern herself with. Well, I don't think that we ever get to the point where we believe that any woman would find love with Flarsky. We do, from the characterizations here, get to see why Field might. Her happiness seems to mostly stem from this period of the late 80s and the early 1990s and her teenage years where she felt alive and free and full of optimism, unconfined by lofty demands of her current job. The freewheeling journalist helps her to reconnect to those feelings because he's never quite let go of that immature side of him that has been holding on to those dear memories for so long. The Long Shot is directed by Jonathan Levine. Levine worked with Rogan a couple of times before. He directed the critically acclaimed dramedy 50-50. Also, the lesser Christmas comedy the night before. I was not a huge fan of that one. He also co-wrote that one. Although, you know, most Seth Rogen films are ad-libbed to the point of possible irrelevancy as to who wrote the film. The script for Longshot is credited to Dan Sterling. Sterling co-wrote the other political-leaning Seth Rogen comedy known as The Interview that came out in 2014. Liz Hannes, the other screenwriter, her credit includes the much more serious political film, Steven Spielberg's The Post. This is akin to a Cinderella story in its plot, although there is this gender reversal angle. The beautiful politician replaces the handsome, well-to-do prince or businessman and the person of lower birth. The writer is in place of the common girl with a pure heart and big dreams of attaining something thought unattainable from her position. Of course, now it's a man here. In most of these stories, the upper-class character usually does not change but comes to realize the worth of the object of desire to the point where class differentials don't matter. In Longshot, refreshingly, they do end up meeting somewhere in the middle. They shed all of their pretenses on who they are to just deal with each other as peers with common interests. And the only looming tension in this kind of burgeoning relationship is whether Secretary Field, who spent her whole life building up to this presidential run, views their relationship as a fling that she'll quickly put back in its proper place once she gets to get serious about this presidential run. As far as performances go, Seth Rogen is, well, he's kind of as we usually see him in films, but his shtick does continue to work here. He's ingratiating. He's very funny. He's willing to do pretty much anything to get a laugh, except completely pandering to overreaching material. It does stay within the realm of what he can do as a comedic actor. Despite Rogan's constant quips, his humanity, his vulnerability shine through where it counts. It comes across as genuine, but it's really Charlize Theron who makes this material ultimately succeed. She looks like she's thoroughly enjoying herself in this relatively breezy comedy and kind of reminded me of the way that she tried to do that in that other raunchy movie, that other Seth MacFarlane's movie, A Million Ways to Die in the West, except this does have better material, and she is playing off of a more in-tune comedian to bounce off of. At least he's relating to her. Seth MacFarlane always seems to be kind of in his own realm. Now, if you're somebody who's more sensitive to the politics of today and you're curious about this movie, it is a satire in a way. It does poke fun at certain aspects of the White House behind the scenes and the media, especially the cartoonish portrayal of a slightly more extreme version of a certain popular right-leaning news channel. It does deliver this satire in a way that's relevant to what's going on today without getting a little bit too specific, though. It does have that comedic view from the left side of the political spectrum, to be sure, but it actually manages to temper that outlook with a voice from the side of the right that will likely resonate for those who've come to think that our political thought is maybe too entrenched to find common ground. It does find a bit of common ground, at least in that moment. 
Romantic comedies have been relatively fewer and farther between in the theaters these days. You know, a lot of the movie studios are not really taken to these mid-budget movies. They're usually going for blockbusters or really cheapy horror films. A lot of that audience has gravitated to movies on TV or on Netflix or maybe even comedic sitcoms on television for their fix. But I do think that Longshot is one of those rare ones that is worth going out of your way to see in the theater this time of year when blockbusters are all the rage. It's good counter-programming for people who just want to get away from the noise. It's a smart movie. It's very funny. It does have a length here that encroaches beyond the two-hour mark, and some people may find that a little bit long for this kind of material. But I do think that its pacing does not encumber the movie overall with any prolonged lulls. All in all, I would say in summation, while a raunchy romantic comedy between this down-and-out Seth Rogen and one of the most beautiful and brilliant and sophisticated and powerful women in the world, played by Charlize Theron, it would seem like a long shot for a winning rom-com, but like the political messaging within the context of the story itself, I do think that this one manages to sell an unlikely narrative to the public in a way that cannot be denied. And so for that, I'm going to give Longshot three and a half stars. Three and a half stars on my scale out of four means that I do think that this is a good film. If you're into romantic comedies, certainly this is one of the better ones you'll probably see this year. Just know that it is a pretty raunchy comedy. It's somewhere between a typical Seth Rogen romance and a fairy tale romance, but treads the line in a way that I think will appeal to both crowds in a very satisfying way. So three and a half stars out of four for Longshot. Thanks everyone for listening. If you have your own thoughts on Longshot, you can find my contact information at my website, including links to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page. All of those are acceptable ways to get in touch with me. You can go to quipster.net for all of the details. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.